Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group Thursday Night Alcoholics and God Speaker Step Series. It is now time for our joke. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm Joey the Jokester. I don't know why I'm talking like this again. All right. Um, that's not how I talk, but that's all right because it's all about jokes here tonight. All right, sorry. So, a horse walks into the bar. The shocked bartender points a finger his way in alarm and yells, Hey! The horse says, You read my mind, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name is Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Thanks for joining us tonight. In a minute, we're going to start our two-minute meditation. So please take a moment to get situated. Please turn off all devices that make noise that might or will distract others. Take this time to get connected to God. Let the craziness of the day drift away and ask God to help you stay focused on the step study, step study tonight. Is everybody ready? If so, let's start the meditation.
God, God. let your love shine through me like a fog light so those who are lost, sick, and dying can find your love through me. Amen. This is a solution from the Big Book Study, page 17. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmoni harmonious action. This is, a great, this is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. I've asked Ryan to read Appendix 2, Spiritual Experience. Reread this because the main purpose of the 12 steps is to have one, so it's kind of important to know what one is. Hey, I'm Ryan. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Ryan. Spiritual experience. The terms spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which, upon careful reading, shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety, because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer. Thank you, Ryan. Um, please refrain from disturbing others by talking or constantly getting up and sitting back down. This is a tech-free meeting, so set your phones to airplane or meeting mode or just turn them off. Um, it is now time to introduce Missy and Marlene. It's been a pleasure listening to you ladies, and I'm excited to hear what you guys both have to say on step eight. Help me welcome Missy and Marlene. Thanks, Chelsea. Hi, family. My name is Isabel. Hi, Isabel. Alcoholic. Hi, Everyone, Marlene, alcoholic. Hi, Marlene. Woohoo, yeah. Eight and nine. It's hard to believe, isn't it, Marlene? Yeah, it's going quick. That's, that's what I said to Mike Chase. I was like, yeah. whoa. 
Mm-hmm. Where's the time going? <laughs> I never wanted to commit to this thing because I thought it would take all year. <laughs> <laughs> but now here we are. It's like, whoa. We're definitely um, enjoying yeah. this. Isn't it awesome? It's amazing. It's just what I needed. Yeah, both of us <coughs> and all of us. So it's nice. Thank you, Mike, again, to ask us to do this. And uh, it's always just great connecting on what happened to us and how different, you know. experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is so uncanny. Yeah. And, um, you know, (sighs) step eight, making a list. Uh, How did you find that for yourself? I thought it was easy because I had already done my fourth and with good sponsorship, she helped me identify all the harms. <coughs> and it was a long, long list, not just in amends, but restitution because I was a kleptomaniac. And um, Well, we have that in common. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to talk about that more. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, so I'm still making restitution and God keeps providing opportunities to to right those wrongs, which is cool, you know, because I'm willing. So the list was long, and um, I was thorough because, I don't know, I didn't know much, but I just knew I needed, I knew that that was the stuff that made me hate myself, you know, the, the, the sludge, and the fourth and fifth was kind of like the rotor-rooter, and then this, the action of putting pen to paper, it's one thing to know it in your head, it's a whole nother thing to see it in black and white. And um, it was profound for me. Like really, like, whoa. And it wasn't as scary as just, you know, because it was just writing it down. Um, the, the idea of doing nine was scary, um, which we'll talk about. But eight wasn't, you know, I, I think four and five was terrifying. And once I got through that, it was like, oh, okay. I see it all. I see. I see who I am. I see the patterns, and I see the defects, and they're still there. You know, some of them are are greatly diminished, but they're still there. You know, so yeah, that was my experience on eight, and uh, I made the mistake of not password protecting it oh. on my computer, and um, someone near and dear read it, and uh, you know, can't undo that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, through God's grace and um, patience and love and, you know, a lot of the relationships, that one in particular has, has healed, even despite him reading my eighth step amends. Thank God it was the eighth and not the fourth, because the eighth is just summarized. Wow. But still, it was all there. But in the flip to that, was, you know, no more secrets, which was kind of liberating, because there were a lot of secrets. Yeah, nothing to hide now. <laughs> um, <laughs> here you um, go. Buck naked. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. better or worse. Yeah. What was yours like? Well, you know, I liked earlier when we were talking how you brought up, which is so important to remember, because it does say it in our literature. That sometimes we hear things at meetings. People say things, and we think that's gospel. And you had heard somebody say, you know, where does it say that we you know, get this from yeah. our work. And it, well, it says it right here. We made it when we took the inventory, right. inventory step four. So it is in black and white as to where to and how to. And, but when you and I were talking, it was nice to know that everything before eight was prefaced to get us where we were. And 
you know, that how. Mm-hmm. You know. Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we needed all that, you know, to make that decision and then to write it down and then to be with the sponsor and all of that. So it's this whole, like, chain of command. And we have received marching orders mm-hmm. to do this work, to be into action. And my experience was very different than yours where I didn't sit down through the book. I went to the meetings. And like you said, you can get misinformed at the meetings. Mm -hmm. But certainly, I knew right from wrong. And I knew when I was making mistakes. And I knew that I hadn't been drinking and that I was still bona fide crazy. (laughs) So fat, fat, fat crazy, right? I'm going to keep that real clean. So, (laughs) you know, but I obviously knew that when I was making mistakes... They were mistakes that I made when I was drinking. Mm -hmm. And how can you keep calling the mistakes and then what to do? And thank God I had a sponsor. Thank God. And um, that's why I like that, you know, there's really no right or wrong way to do that. But once we know how to do it, do it, do it through the book. Yeah. You know, really do it through the book. I think it might have saved me from myself at times. I don't know. But with that, you know, I was able to say, to Pat, you know, God, you know, God. And she was like, stop doing that. Just stop doing that. And it was like, and I was also a sponsor. (laughs) So it was like, well, I I didn't want to be, I didn't want my sponsees to be doing some of the cray cray. And it was like, well, you need to stop doing that. And then finally, thank God, um, once I learned properly, once I got that big book, in my head and sat down with Murph, Joe Murphy, and we went through, you could see the list and who they were Mm -hmm. that needed to, and it was the question, do you need to make an amends? Yes. Do you, did you make an amends? Because now that I had been going along, I had been making amends, thank God. Mm -hmm. And what is the harm? And as we were saying earlier, and it says it in the book, you know, the question is how to approach the man. We hate it will arise or still hate will Uh arise and boy when they came up it was like they did me more wrong than i did Mm -hmm. them in fact i don't think i did anything biggest lie i think we're such liars Mm -hmm. you know at least for me lie 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 and i remember running into a person on my eighth step list i I don't she wasn't even on the list her Mm -hmm. name was nancy and man, I was like, yeah, even any Nancy I met, I hate it. <laughs> it was like, you got a name like Nancy? I don't like it. Right? Nancy was, remember Nancy? I was, I was still talking about it and yeah. I was sober. And, uh, you know, Snow's the one that said, you know, why don't you just pray for the willingness? And then you get to that now, soon, maybe a never list. Right. Like, when am I going to do it? And God gives us the opportunity to do mm-hmm. it because then she started showing up <laughs> and I was still giving stink eye across the room. You know, we see people at the meetings, at the AA meetings, and it was like, Mm-mm. nope, not tonight, not going to happen now. And, you know, Snow was like, pray for willingness. And finally, I remember when the magic moment happened, you know, the God defining, we were both in a woman's meeting and I didn't recognize her. I didn't even recognize her. It was mm. like a new person. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, do you want to get together? You know, do you want to talk? She said, yeah. So she was just as willing, our willingness met. And what a God gift that was. And it's funny because, you know, you talk about your character defects and them lessening and 
are they ever really diminished? And I can honestly say that was a gift from God to be able to meet with someone. I felt like I felt like I, they really yeah. harmed me. And then looking at our own part in it mm-hmm. and seeing where we are in this, mm-hmm. you know, what part you played. Yeah. It's so hard to see, mm-hmm. you know, your own wrongs mm-hmm. really. Like I didn't do anything. That was always my story. I didn't do anything. They, they started it. It's like being a little <laughs> kid, right? They started it. They started it. They said it first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, well, how did I play in that? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was so grateful that, because now I can look at Nancy and go, oh, my fancy Nancy. I just love the name Nancy. <laughs> so it's a beautiful gift for me now. You know, when I meet people, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, a lot of forgiveness. And I also like to be reminded, you know, of the willingness and the steps that preceded and then, you know, made a list uh, and making direct amends and knowing it's got to, that's a real chop chop. Mm-hmm. That's a real you know, when am I going to do that? Right away. As, as many as you can. Right. It's like, like, let's kick the cover off the ball mm-hmm. and go for it. And even sober, because it's like when, when we're in the rooms with other alcoholics, it's so easy to see what everybody's doing wrong. Right? Oh, my God. I can't believe mm. what they do in AA. What is wrong with those people? They have how many years sober? Yeah. And we go, oh, oh, oh. judgment. Yeah. We sit here high and mighty. Look at how much they're messing up. And man, I, like I told you, I think people were, people were taking bets. On you? Yeah. She's not going to make it. She's definitely not going to make it. She's going to get drunk. She's going to get drunk. How much are you putting on that one? <laughs> you know, and it was like, ah, they were waiting for me to mess up. I thank God I didn't have to drink and I didn't have to do anything else. I was already out of my mind, but it's not a great place to be, you know, when you're really trying to change your life and get down the brass tacks. I mean, that's why those marching orders and doing the work and living this is so important, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, if I, if I didn't know what I was doing wrong, how can I correct the behavior? And so thank God. You know, we uh, got the directions, right, on how to do this uh, with people we don't like. And, again, it's that character building, Mm -hmm. right? We're doing stuff that – and this is just as hard as, you know, moving in, you know, to a nine, you know, making direct amends. To me, I feel it's just as hard as saying I'm even an alcoholic, admitting that I'm an alcoholic. Like, oh, my God, I don't want to say anything to this person. At all. It's humbling. Oh. Amen. Mm. Right? And I loved your story about what happened. Which, you know, with the, the bathing suit, the stealing. No, we, with Marlene and I, we were thieves. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, whoa, who wants to admit that? Nobody, right? Oh, but, the bathing suit. Yeah, remember? You when went in 16, 30, 40 years old. My four- girlfriend and I stole the bathing, matching bathing suits from a surf shop. And when I went back home... You know, every time I go home, I, I try to knock off some of those amends, those restitution and amends, and that was one of them. But the the, rest, the store wasn't there anymore, but the building was. And, right. uh, and just being being in the space being and being willing to go to any lengths to do it, even though the store was gone, I know God, God sees that. And I know I felt just a little more esteemed by doing it, you know. 
Same with going to the restaurant that I stole from that I worked at, you know, 30, 40 years ago, even though it was under new ownership, just going there. And I don't know, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't scary. It was liberating. Like I stole from you and I'm here to make amends. And they were like, we don't want your money. Um, you know, it was, it had to be strange as a normal person in the real world to see someone come in and say that, but I didn't really care because I'd done enough amends to that point where I, I felt the, the experience and the rewards and the blessings that it was like, I want more of that, yeah. you know, and it'll be a lifelong thing. I mean, I've got a long list, like I said, so. Well, it's a lifelong endeavor. Mm-hmm. And, but the, one of the biggest things is talking about stealing, taking, taking, stealing, whatever, you know, coveting other people's goods. And, you know, uh, a lot of times in AA, we use this terminology, you're either taker or giver. Yeah. And, you know, learning how to become a giver rather than take, 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 me, 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 or theme song, right? Mm-hmm. Me, 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 me. I want that. I need that. And taking it, yeah, uh, not even asking for it. You know, that's what we were doing. And I don't want to be like that sober. You know, certainly when you're drunk, you might have, you might think that you have some sort of excuse in your mind. And now it's like time to give back. Now it's time to find out what my real purpose of life is. And once I take that role, knowing that I can be of maximum service to God and others by changing all of that. That's my purpose. Right. Right. I got a purpose. I had no and purpose a plan. before that. Take, 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 take. Yeah. Me, 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 me. And it's like, whoa, when does it change? It changes when we start to give back, mm-hmm. when we start to make amends, when we double check the list and go, yeah, I got to, now I got to do something about yeah. this. I actually have to start marching. And, and it's not just people, it's places as well. Business you know, like you said, right. You know, it's not just people. It's a lot of places that you rip off or you destruct in your own way, you mm-hmm. know, with our drunkenness and our behavior and bar stools and bottles and all kinds of stuff we get into cars and other people's vehicles that we throw up and smash up in. And we got a whole history of debacle and debauchery. Right? It's not just what we've done. It's what we failed to do, too. You know? There's a lot of that for me. You know, just things that I should have done that I didn't do. Right. Yeah. So, you know, this being in action, you know, the the action is really taking the direction, the spiritual direction to do the work. And now we're finally, one of the other big things with people like us is we love to borrow money. We love to borrow money. We like to take money. We like to steal money. We like, we like to get money any way we can. Money, power, and prestige is one of our problems. Money being at the top. And we have a lot of amends to make in that category. Mm-hmm. So it's like another thing that we have to be extremely mindful. Am I paying back the debt? Mm-hmm. Am I paying back the debt? Am I really paying back the debt? And that's one of the things that I love about being able to give back. Mm -hmm. And it's not just monetarily giving back. My time with people, our time with people, the calls with people that, yeah, let's go for the walk. Let's do this together um, is a big repayment Mm -hmm. for all the time that we stole and took from others. um, Besides the financial money that we may owe for all the things that we've stolen over the years. It's like, I don't want to shirk that. I don't. Um, 
but you know, once we move into that ninth step and saying, you know, hey, I got to meet you face to face and I want to do this amends. And some of the people, obviously, that's another whole thing. We cannot make amends to because they passed or they moved mm -hmm. and you can't find them on Facebook. Right. Okay. right. Facebook's a good source, but it's not always the be all end all. Mm -mm. So then it's like, well, what, what did you come up against? With well, I've like had, that? I've written letters to family members that have died. Um, a lot of my amends have been, uh, creative, you know, where mm -hmm. I couldn't do a direct amends because I didn't, I mean, it happened when I was 10 or 12. Um, so my sponsor gave me lots of creative ways. She, she called it, um, Mending the tears that I created in the universe, and uh, I liked that. I liked that phrase because it it gave me an action of mending those tears, you mm -hmm. know. And in so doing, it it helped to um, make me whole again, you know, mm -hmm. by going back and like I I was able to um, help a, a single mom who was going through um, hardship with her ex-husband and custody and you know I, I think I paid her retainer for an attorney I've done just lots of different things because I did a lot of awful things um, as a young teenager stole from a mother that was going through chemo I mean I just did terrible things and um, you know, I know I'm not the only one out there that's done terrible things, but I think it's important you talk about it, you know. Um, I wasn't a good person. E even before I started drinking alcoholically, the alcohol just made it worse. So, um, you know, good sponsorship and creativity has allowed me to mend a lot of those tears. The yeah. big ones are, are mended, and the nearest and dearest were were easy to do. Even Even writing letters to deceased family members were very cathartic and healing, you know. Yeah. I was able to have a new experience, a new relationship with those family members that were passed on because they were no longer kind of off in a box up on a shelf because that's where I put them, you know, yeah. because I couldn't deal with it. So I think that, you know, when the willingness is there, we'll find all kinds of ways to mend these tears. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Just like finding all kinds of ways to get what we want. Yeah. So when we're really willing to do the spiritual work, and I love that. You know, obviously, we do a lot of stuff together, yeah. right? So we have a lot of team building, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Like tonight, there's a team of people here. I don't know what it's like out there in Zoom land. But hopefully, you have a team in Alcoholics Anonymous that you're working with, that you're praying with, that you're in AA with, that you're leaning on to, mm -hmm. you're leaning into, and being able to run things by your team members. You know, it's like... Where do I go? And, and great, yes, I do have a sponsor, but I have many, many people mm. in Alcoholics Anonymous that I rely on. You take counsel from. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Um, not just hearing at the meeting, because remember, mm -hmm. sometimes we hear from old timers say things that they don't even understand. It's like, did you read the book? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like, I mean, what are you saying? It's not in there. Where'd they get the list from? Well, I got it from yeah. my fourth step. Yeah. In case you're listening. <laughs> you never know. But, you know, just making it clear that we have a team of people that we work with. It's not just you and I. It's a whole big group larger mm. than we could have ever imagined, you know. And it's like, huh. Um, and one of the other things about, you know, ad admitting our own wrongs and 
having, uh, you know, especially if we've done things that are criminal, mm-hmm. right? Because we, you know, sometimes people end up in jail because of their little mm-hmm. criminal acts. Uh, and they're not so criminal if you work at a bank and you rob it and you get caught. You're going to jail. Um, and one of the other things that we're talking about, particularly with alcoholics, is driving and drinking. We mm-hmm. love to drink and drive. We like to drink and dial. We like to do a lot of things. But particularly when we get in the car and then we start racking up DUIs or DWIs or whatever you call them, they're uh, alcohol drinking offenses. Mm-hmm. And when we get a number of those, we... Lose our license. Right. And after three, I know in Jersey it's 10 years. I'm, I think it's pretty universal. After a while, you get 10 years, that's it. You're not getting in a car. And I was telling you how mm-hmm. I went over Becky's house, a girl from ACYP that had her driver's license on her refrigerator. I was like, oh, I was at a Super Bowl party. I was like, oh, Becky, that's what, what's that for? She goes, oh, I just got my driver's license back. Big I was like, deal. yeah, good for you. How long did you lose it? I'm used to people saying six months, yeah. 10 years. She said 10 years. And I said, 10 years? Did you ever drive in 10 years? She goes, not once. It's amazing. Not once. She worked at the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. I, she got a ride every day to work, a ride home every day. <laughs> Never drove. And I have to say, I really respected that. Yeah. Because you know a lot of people in AA, they got DUIs. They're still driving, right? So we're not paying back the debt when we're still driving. It's true. No judgment, but we're not paying back the debt. When you see them constantly relapse, that's, a t- that's, that's probably one of the reasons why, is we're not mm. really being honest. Remember the how of how we got here? Honesty, open-mindedness, willing to go to any length to have a spiritual experience. So just saying. If you're out there in Zoom land and you have 10 years off, it's best to, to not drive. It's best to do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that about Becky. Yeah. I still so admire that. Keith's another one. One of our other really good friends. Ten, he just finally is getting his license back. After 10 years, he has a whole business. He gets all the guys driving for him, but he never gets behind the wheel. He's got good sobriety. Mm. I really, I, I feel like. God rewards us mm-hmm. when we do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like we get this great big reward from God. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa, thank you. Um, and we need to really seek counsel from our team, from, from legal, from doctor, from whoever. Um, it's like little by little, we do get better. And the thing about that is when we're really asking God for help, and I love the way that Mike does this in, in, in the book. And I, and I might mess it up, but, you know, when we're making these amends for all the things that we've done wrong, it's this, you know, the, the principle behind this forgiveness and this healing and this flourishing, you know, forgive, heal, and flourish. It, remember, yeah, I love the whole symbolic behind it. You know, forgive, heal, and flourish. It's like this tree. <laughs> Heal, forgive, flourish. Okay, ah. accountability. Amendability. Okay. Okay, Mike. Okay, okay. But forgive, heal, and flourish. And it's like this big tree that we have. And it's like this, it reminds me of Ancestry.com. Okay. I mean, it reminds me of Ancestry.com because, you know, usually my moniker in AA is high family. Because I have this spiritual, family. sober family that I love. And I heard it at Victory when I first got sober. A girl named Debbie used to come. And she would always say, hi, family. And I locked into that. And that's what that's like for me. It's like this family that 
I want to really um, be sacred. I don't want to mess up my family mm -hmm. life here because I did that drunk in my own biological family mm -hmm. and the amends. But again, you know, that amendability, you know, that forgiveness, that healing and that flourishing and flourishing is a real uh, 50 cent word right mm -hmm. now about how are we doing in our own well-being in sobriety, in our lives. And we can gauge that by how we feel. And how we are with others, how and our relationships are. The relationships are the most important thing. Yeah. And that's what we're, we're working on is the relationship with ourselves. With God and with others. Right. That's, Am I really going? Yeah, it is. So it's this, you know, in eight, it refers to it as this brotherly, you brotherly know. love. Amen. And you know, this is from Philly, honey, you can't get any more brotherly love here. <laughs> and then the forgiveness, you know, these principles behind, but one of the big things also, um, that you and I talked about was when people say, you know, I'm staying sober. I'm that's staying. Enough. So yeah. That's enough. I love what Mike says, thug covery. Mm. You know, you're, you've got this thug covery going, and it's like, well, and I used to hear a guy always say that at the meeting. What? I'm staying sober. Mm. And, you know, this poor guy just, oh, my God. And, you know, you want to jump up and say, bull, yeah. bull, bull. <laughs> it's like it takes so much more than just staying sober, just not putting down a drink. And a lot of people will say, all's well, Ma, there's nothing wrong here, or however it goes. I can't quote it, but it Ma, no hillbilly accent. No matter here, Ma, ain't it grand? The wind stopped blowing <laughs> when you just tore everything apart, you know? And it's like, mm. OMG, um, how am I doing with that? And that's where, again, um, Ox Mike would bring in that two way prayer, mm -hmm. you know, with the Oxford group going back to the roots. And the ancestry, you know, with this flourishing and this family that we have and knowing where we come from, I think it's important to know. I mean, we loved that when we were studying it was with the Oxford group when they were doing the two-way prayer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, this is great communication, um, really putting it out in meditation and intention because it's not easy. Like you said, like, yeah, I had a great time doing eight. No problem, Isabel. What about nine? That's when the rubber meets the road. Yeah. And it's like, well, how much do I want to do? Half measure? Uh-uh. No. I don't want a half measure. I want to fully be involved with what I'm doing. And it does take time. Oh, they're having a good time. At, they're, yeah. The people, they're having a party outside. Okay. <laughs> they're having a party outside. <laughs> but, you know, <clears throat> kindness, loving, being compassionate, uh, tactful, um, and again, not being servile or scraping. Oh, you know, I do that. Groveling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. None of that. Mm -mm. None of that. You know, we're not going to play martyr here. We have to stand on our own two feet, look somebody in the eye and really be able to talk, you know, and that's hopefully what Alcoholics Anonymous is teaching us. You know, yeah. we talk about dignity and grace, integrity and grace. It's like, how are we really standing on our own two feet? It's, we're not babies anymore. We're, by the time you get to eight and nine, you're not a baby. You don't need a baba. <laughs> no more of that. You're standing. You're not crawling. 
you're not groveling. You are standing on your own two feet. And it's like, this is the gift that God has given us Mm -hmm. to take us here, even though it is hard and life is a challenge. So it's like, okay, but then, you know, it gets to be so good because it, it clearly states, you know, if we are painstaking Mm. about this phase of our development, I mean, how do you feel about that? Those promises? Yeah. Well, the promises were coming through, coming through true for me well before I got to eight and nine, you know, Mm -hmm. just in four and five, that's kind of when, um, all those promises started to come, come through. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the others, you know, some took a while, <laughs> not regretting the past. I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, you know, but but then I learned that my dark past in God's hands Amen. could be my greatest Thank you. asset, you know. Amen. So I, it makes sense of some of the terrible things that I've done. And certainly being able to share the experience with others who've done similar things kind of makes, makes something good out of a, a terrible thing that I've done, you know. Yeah, flipping it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, giving it, really giving it to God. You know, uh, I always loved it when, when they read those promises mm-hmm. and knowing that, because when we go back to the beginning and we, re- we pretty much read it every, every minute how it works, half, me- half measures of Alice, nothing. And then I heard a girl at the meeting the other night on Saturday night say, you know, <laughs> we laughed about this. She goes, well, I thought half measures gave you something oh. back <laughs> that you got half. You got nothing. No, not Availed us nothing. <laughs> right. It's like it's pretty zip, clear. zilch, zero. Yeah. We get nothing if we put half into it. Mm-hmm. That means you, you're not getting peace of mind. You're not going to know what serenity is. So you're dry and, drunk. Yeah. You're not going to have any kind of emotional freedom. And when people come to us with these problems, it's like, listen, you're, you're at a place now where this should not be happening, you know, so you can gauge, you know, where you're at. So it's like, cause it tells us, are these extravagant, are these extravagant promises? No, no, they will always materialize if we work for them, work, yeah. work, we work, must work, work. Work, work, work. It doesn't say they will always materialize if we go easy with it. <laughs> right? It doesn't say they will always materialize if we do it when we're good and ready. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't say that. That's why I love, I really believe that Bill Wilson got this pen from God. And God said, start writing. Here's the pen. Here's the gift. Start writing. I really believe that. Because the words are crystal clear. Don't mm-hmm. mince the words. Action. Right. It, it's hard not to understand what it's saying. If he's saying work, I mean, you know what work is. Work is usually hard. Nothing easy about it. Oh, that's an easy job. No, it's not easy. And people will say, well, I'm still stuck. Well, if you're still stuck, then look at what the work is. You know, did you re- were you really thorough? Go back yeah. and see. Yep. You know, if you're not happy... If you're in AA and you're not happy and you're even a year sober, it's like, well, what are you doing? You know, if you've got a sponsor and you've gone through the steps, it's really about living and working. And I love talking to 
people in AA about what they're doing. And Pat and I were talking about this today about, you know, it's great to do step work with people, right? But it's like, well, what am I doing if I'm not doing step work? Am I really living step work? Or am I just doing step work, reading this book? It's like, well, how do I apply the book? This is a book that we apply in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, am I really... Practicing the principles in my day-to-day life. Right. Am I really being forgiving of other people? Am I really showing love? Am I really checking myself if I mess up mm-hmm. and saying, I'm sorry? Because that, that's, like, that's like a four-letter word, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'm wrong. I messed up. <laughs> and it's like, no, because when we were drinking, remember when you said you're sorry? What did people say when you said you were sorry? You always say that. You always say you're sorry and you never do anything about it. And it's like nothing changes. Yeah. yeah, Nothing changes. If nothing changes, I don't want to be sober saying I'm sorry for the rest of my life. That's like, got to change the behaviors. Yeah. I want to live like I mean it, Mm -hmm. you know, like I really mean this, like this is a good life. This is bringing me to the mountaintop. I want to go tell the dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I feel. I mean, you know, you really want to get it. Mm-hmm. It's then if you really want to get it, do it. It's like when you really want it, what you want it, when you wanted to drink or you wanted yeah. to do whatever, or you wanted to, we wanted to steal everything or hot little hand. People would say that you got hot hands. Yeah, I got hot hands. All right. I got to watch that. Because now it's like, you know, are my hands open to give? You know, really open to give this back. You know, and yeah, it is nice to be able to take people through the steps and sit down and take the time. But it's like, do I really live it? Do I really live it? Because, again, it's like, how do you know when somebody's doing it? How do we know? Watch their feet. Watch their feet. Just watch their feet. God bless you. God bless you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's, I'm working for this. You know, it's a lot more. Yeah. It's like, I want to do this. I I like, you know, also, you know, going Mm. through the book and being reminded about what we do and how we do it. Right. Um, If you're not recovered, if you're not a recovered alcoholic, And I like that we use that here. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Let's make it clear. Because if I'm not recovered, I can't see this. I cannot see any of this. If I'm not a recovered alcoholic, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm unclear. And I want to be crystal clear. I want to make sure that you know that this works when we work it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, how do you work it? It's like, I got to make a list. I got to check the list. It's kind of like, you know, making a list, checking checking it twice, twice, (laughs) going to find out who's naughty or nice. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah. And I'm putting my life into it, my effort into it. And, you know, obviously when we look at uh, the 12 and 12, Mm -hmm. you know, he's telling us that we're concerned with our relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, relationships are communion, right? Relationships are connection, relationships are what we do with each other right. and how we do that with each other, you know, cause we did it drunk. Remember those drunk days? I don't want to forget what it was like waking up with somebody I didn't know and didn't like, or <laughs> thought I knew 
And, you know, let's really be clear about the kind of misbehavior we've had in the past. It, but, again, like you said, you know, more, more mother, love, and lean. Our dark past in in God's hands has become our, our greatest, greatest asset to be able to give back to other people. We're not the only ones. All you people out there did it, too. Right, Chelsea? Yeah. I mean, we're not the only ones, but it's hard to admit at first. And I don't want to get on a hamster wheel of guilt and shame. No. Oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. I know I did it. Some of it, I blacked out a lot of it. (laughs) You know, it's like, whoa. If you have DUIs, you really know. The court has reminded you. (laughs) The judge has spoken. But, um, (laughs) you know... Our greatest gifts come from these steps, Mm. the peace, the partnership with other people when we meet them and we have that great feeling Mm. of connection. And it's like, oh, my God, if only I had known to do this sooner. I know. You know, and we're striving, striving, striving to always make sure, checking to make sure, am I doing this? Am I really doing this? Because I don't want to be on negative terms with anybody. I mean, and that's hard. It's like, I got to continually be willing. I've got to continually check myself. And I notice I got to continually go to God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when Marlene and I were talking about it today, it was like, every time I go to God, right? I go, God, you know. Help, 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 help. I feel like God puts these people in my life that I do not want to be around. I said, why are you calling me? Why? I I talk about it with Claude. I mean, I've got another ear. And it's like, why? Where is the lesson here? Where's the blessing in the lesson? I want the blessing, but I don't want the lesson. And it's that kindness, love, and Mm -hmm. compassion again. And then then my old self comes out and goes, oh, you're not a doormat anymore. You don't have to do that. You're not St. Teresa. You're not Mother Teresa. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. But if I'm really working for God, right? If I'm really working for God, then... You accept all assignments. Right, right. (laughs) Not Not just just the the ones you want. (laughs) (laughs) Not just the ones I want. Cherry picking. Yeah. It's like going to work and say, I'll do this. And everybody goes, you always do that. (laughs) I mean, come on. Pick up a shovel. Mm -hmm. You got a hoe. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that could be an operative word. <laughs> Especially in Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh Whoa, Jack. I better be real mindful about what I'm talking about. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. like I only want the good jobs. Don't give me the bad people, God. I feel like God gives me some challenging people. I mean, it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> but it's like okie dokie so and and I love that you know 10 years later when Bill wrote uh, you know the 12 and 12, 12, 12 you know he <clears throat> got even more information because mm-hmm. he probably worked with thousands more mm-hmm. at that point and he's like alcoholics aren't the only ones bedeviled with these emotions right. we're not the only ones bedeviled with these emotions it's just about every person we meet in the world mm-hmm. bedeviled with these sicknesses And we don't know how bad somebody's broken or what makes them do what they do. We don't know if it's just a little toe or a fingernail or an arm or a leg or a heart or Mm -hmm. what their their sickness is. 
And it's like, oh, okay. Um, I have to really learn how to build back up. And that does begin with us building character through doing things that we don't, don't want to do. do. Sure. Right? Like, that's the hardest piece of it. The it's discipline. Like, yeah, the discipline of doing, and by nature, we're what? Very undisciplined. By nature, we're undisciplined people. Rebellious, defiant. Right, yeah, ad infinitum about how we are and who we can be yeah. in the throes of our addiction or, and our alcoholism and how I don't want to be in my sobriety. You know, God has given us a gift, and I love that. You know, I want to cherish the gift. It's like so beautiful when we get gifts from people, right? Mm-hmm. We go, oh my God, I love this. I wouldn't take a gift and go, this is a piece of junk. Why'd you give me this? Right? Mm-hmm. When somebody went out of their way to give me something, it's like, no, I, I wouldn't do that. But I was telling, I was telling Claude that when I work, when I go to the rehab, I like to do the recovery yoga and I'm talking to them about steps and how we're living. And man, some of them people are like, they are having the worst day of their (coughs) lives. And here I come, Miss Happy Camper. And I'm like, listen, people, if I gave you a gift, you know, let your face show it, let your face show it Mm. that, you know, we're in South Florida. We live in paradise here. That's why everybody from Jersey and Philly wants to come here. It's freezing cold at home. I'm like, look Mm -hmm. at the palm trees. I mean, come on. Like, find something good to find the gift in. Because God is in everything. Mm -hmm. If we allow God to be in everything. We see it. We have to open up our eyes. Mm -hmm. We have to uncover, discover, and discard. Mm -hmm. Another lesson well learned by Chuck Chamberlain about seeing things with a new pair of glasses. Mm -hmm. So many gifts from all the people that have been through AA and continue to show us, guide, guard us, and direct us mm-hmm. in all ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, I want to be that recovered alcoholic that's on the street, hitting that pavement hard to help the other sick and suffering alcoholic. Yeah. In so many ways. So, um, I like it when um, Don Henley you know, from the Eagles, Mm -hmm. talks about forgiveness. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. I wish we could play it right here (laughs) now, but, you know, I guess Facebook or whoever, Zoom has a thing, no music. So I'll just sing it for you. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about forgiveness. Let me tell you, I've seen Don Henley live sing that song. Me too. Gave me the the, uh, the snare head on that drum kit. I was like, yeah, Don Henley, (laughs) talking about forgiveness. Mm. And we have to be able to practice that, yeah. you know, especially for the people, the Nancy's out there that I didn't want to be bothered with. Mm-hmm. You hurt me. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You know, and I don't want to talk to somebody. I'm not in communion with them. Mm-hmm. I'm mixing them out. Right. You know, I get wacky. Te- you know, we get wackies. We get wackies. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you doing? What's exciting about your day? And I, I want to be all inclusive. I want to let you know, hey, I'm doing this. You want to come on? Come on. This is what I'm doing. You know, I don't have to be best friends with, with everyone. Yeah. But I want everybody to feel included. Mm. I want everybody to feel invited. I want to be able to open the door and, and help people to feel welcomed, mm-hmm. especially with what we're doing. You know, it's not a program of exclusion. Mm -hmm. It's inclusion. 
And it's remembering that on all levels, you know, from park bench to park place. And here we sit in this beautiful room that we've been talking about doing this, you know, fireside chat with no fire, (laughs) (laughs) a couple candles. But this room is beautiful. It's a sacred room. Mm-hmm. And when I first got sober, I used to come over here. And I know Nancy used to work here. And, you know, finding a space and a place where you commune and connect and bring life to people. I did a fifth step in here with Mike Chase. He brought the book down. Claude and I talked about that last week. Take the book off the shelf. You know, and it's like, yeah, I, I can remember that. Like talking about sacred land. It's like, yeah. I want to live my life like it's sacred mm. and it's holy and it means something. And that everything we do, everything we give, every penny we put into the pot matters. Mm. So I don't know. What else, Mar? You got anything else? Oh, the spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it. You know, this is a... Uh... It's, it's one thing to study it, like you said, but to practice it in our day-to-day life, that's where, you know, we get to really see what kind of program we have. And it mind changes daily. Yeah, sure. Especially during a, a pandemic when we're not in our normal routines. Um, that's why this has been so great for me because I'm out of my normal routine. I don't see my home group people regularly. So between this and the yoga, it's been a godsend. Um, because I want to continue to recover and, and grow and heal and flourish. Yeah. 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 So I got to live it. Can't just And every it. day your thoughts change. Yes. And every day your kids are doing something new. You're, oh, you yeah. still have, you know, high school kids. Mm-hmm. And every day our thinking changes. And it's like I want my thinking to be in alignment because it can get derailed so easily. And it's like, oh, boy. And I love the messages that I get from the people in AA that are sending me uplifting mm-hmm. messages, big book quotes, this mm-hmm. quote, that quote. Ken's here. I mean, I love this stuff. It's like I could eat it up like a Hershey's chocolate bar. <laughs> okay? That's how I feel. Like, man, I got a good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good stuff. <laughs> and, and then we like to give it to other people, like the love thing, right, mm. that you sent out today. Like, yeah. what a nice Ah, you know, you can just sink your teeth into it. It's like sinking our hearts into these messages that we want to pass on and give back and show the way. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just about doing the steps. Mm-hmm. It's really walking them and, you know, the well, and steps. feeding our spirit with mm. God-centered things. Because left to my own devices, my mind is very negative. You know, I don't yeah. wake up thinking about love yeah, (laughs) or how I can, you know, be of maximum service to you. I'm not thinking that when I wake up. Yeah. But I have these tools to override my default setting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. So it's 810. I think we're good. Um, (laughs) We love you out there in Zoom Mm. land. Keep counting your weeks. Keep counting your days. You know, keep coming. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's been awesome. It has. Looking forward to uh, step 10. ten. Yeah. yeah. Big stuff. Big stuff. <laughs> so. I got a Hershey's kiss in my purse for you. 
Okay. The Hershey's Kiss. All right. Help me thank Missy and Marlene one more time. And it is now time for Joey to do the secretary's report. Hello, everyone. Uh, here it is. Here's. Uh, my name is Joey, and I am now your recovered alcoholic secretary. Hello, everyone. Um, in keeping with the seven tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, our beautiful Christmas-themed basket is going around. Um, and the basket is going, going around in here, um, but never forget, um, those of you in Zoom and Facebook land um, have the ability to give online. Um, AA.org or your local intergroup website are taking contributions via the web, so please go and do that, um, especially if you can't make it to flesh and bone meetings. That would be amazing. At this time, I've asked a, um, a beautiful child of God named Chris to come read the recovered statement. We read this to explain why many people identify as recovered versus recovering alcoholic. Thank you. Thank you. Chris, recovered alcoholic? Recovered. We are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered but not cured? That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for our lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in the body. Page 23. We are now sane where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> He's so velvety, folks. <laughs> uh, um, all right, 1940-style big book sponsorship from the forward to the second edition, Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sobered once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt, come to believe, and experience is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75-plus percent success rate. Wow is right, yes. Um, all right. Um, may I ask a show of hands of all your recovered alcoholics here and in Zoom? Awesome. And uh, now anyone needing a sponsor in this room or in the Zoom land, if you do, please raise your hand at this time. And all your recovered alcoholics, please reach out to them and um, ask them to, to, to uh, let these folks help them get back to God. Excuse me. Um, 28 days. Last meeting of the month. Anyone right? Anyone celebrating a year or more? Um... In this room, I am. Yeah, yay! Yes, thank you. Um, yes, that's good. Thank you. Yes, yes, I have one year this month. Yes, by the grace of God and uh, this group and Mike Chase helping bring me back to God. So, thank you for that, everyone. Um, 
All right. Uh, please join us Monday nights in here. It's a big book study meeting where the big book comes alive. Um, fellowship is at 630 on Zoom uh, for anyone or, um, that wants to join that. And the big book study meeting itself starts at 715. It's a great time. Uh, we're in family afterwards. Yeah, all right. We're getting, we're getting, we're going rogue a little bit. All right, that's all right. I'm sorry. Speak, all right, here we go. We have CDs, mugs, large, large print, big books, little red books, and big book dictionaries for sale um, at your local intergroup site, well, website, or just pop on in and say hello to them. Pick those up. That'll be cool. We meet every Thursday promptly at 7:15 with fellowship starting at 6:30. We ask you to be courteous and ready to begin at the road to recovery tune, which is not a thing anymore, right? Because of Facebook, but that's all right. Just come on in. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> mm. Oh, right. Um, tonight's sessions and all past speaker podcasts online for free at alcoholicsandgod.org. I'd like to invite everyone to our Monday night big book study and those one wish to think oh wait i always do that <laughs> all right let's close with the lord's prayer our father our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Hey, hey, hey. Ooh. Heart is heavy, soul is thirsty, body is aching. I am desperately in need of restoration.
Chase, here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go.
the light. Count my blessings when I go to sleep at night, and I dream now. song is. God bless. I love you, Mike Chase. Bye. I think you know this one, don't you?
Thank you very much.